And that's how I booked those 17 sessions at that first bridal fair. I actually took advantage of the email list, sent the special offer immediately, like as soon as they sent it to me. And when the brides were still in planning mode and super excited after attending the show, they went ahead and booked sessions. I'm Tracy Lynn, a boudoir photographer and business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping photographers out of their ruts, sticking points, and holdups, and helping them find their way to the business of their dreams. Back in 2016, I left my job as an overworked dental hygienist and built a seven-figure boudoir business working just 30 hours a month. Every week we chat about photography, pricing, marketing, and all things business. Join me as we uncover your path to sustainable success so you can find more fulfillment in a balanced life, all with a camera in your hand. This is the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you had the best weekend, but I'm excited it's Monday because that means we get to chat about photography, marketing techniques, and you know that's my favorite thing. So today I want to talk about my very first bridal fair and to be honest, how lucky I was to find it. I think it was at the end of 2017 when I first met with the owners of St. Louis Bride and Groom Wedding Show. Their company had been in business for a long, long time and have since retired. I think their last show was in fall of 2018. I was a part of that one for sure. Anyway, they had a reputation for being super picky about their vendors and more conservative with who they actually allowed in. They actually capped the vendor types, like for example, they only allowed so many photographers, so many bridal salons, so many venues, that kind of thing. So I knew that this was a good thing because it meant that they respected their vendors and I hope that it also meant that they would put in the work to only bring in qualified leads. And I was right. They didn't have any boudoir photographers yet. And they were a little bit iffy about letting one in because like I said, they were a little bit more conservative. The owner wanted to meet with me to make sure that my business aligned with their show. So we met up at St. Louis Bread Co. or Panera to anyone from anywhere other than St. Louis. And I showed her a few of my albums and what exactly I offered. It was definitely an interview to see if I would be allowed in. And thankfully I made the cut. The good thing was she promised me that I would be the only boudoir photographer at the show. That first bridal fair I was able to attend, I had a great booth, great location. It was right in the middle of some really awesome vendors and it had quite a bit of traffic. When all was said and done and I had sent out my email marketing to all the attendees, I ended up booking 17 sessions all from this one wedding show. So like I said, the company ended up retiring. I think it was like fall of 2018 or 2019. I don't remember the exact date, but I ended up doing three of their shows. They were by far the best shows and I definitely feel like I lucked into finding them. These wedding shows, they're a lot of work, but every time I've been to one, even the not so good ones, I've ended up booking sessions. And let me explain how good this company really is. Like the second show I went to, I was in a corner booth, low traffic. I still ended up booking nine sessions from that bridal fair. This company put in the work to make sure the that only qualified leads sign up and actually show up. But today, what I want to talk about is exactly how I booked those 17 sessions from that very first bridal fair so that you can hopefully do the same. And just to make it easy on you and help you rock your first or next bridal fair, I've created a download for all of my listeners and it's called the TLC 
bridal fair checklist so that you won't forget anything when you go to your next bridal fair or your first one, like I said. So to download it, just go to tracylynncoaching.com slash bridal fair or click the link in the show notes and that way you have that checklist. Anyway, so there are six points that I want to cover today. So let's get started. Point number one, if brides aren't your ideal client, don't book a bridal fair. That's obvious, right? Like if a bride isn't your ideal client, you shouldn't book a bridal fair. That being said, I've definitely booked clients at bridal fairs who were attending with a bride, but they weren't actually the bride. But mostly what you're going to book is going to be brides. There are other types of vendor fairs besides wedding shows, and I found smaller vendor fairs in the St. Louis area when I moved to the city, and I definitely went to them. I went to anything I could, and I was usually able to book one to two sessions from even those really small ones, and I mean, those smaller ones had like a total of 150 women attending at the most, so I would collect the emails, I would add the emails to my email list, and that's always a part like that's the perk for my marketing strategy. What I want is email list because I always know that I can sell to them after they're on my email list for a little while. So one of these events that I actually went to, it was just a networking event at Ballpark Village in St. Louis. It was exclusive to women. Like it was a nationwide group. But this event, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I don't think it's still around anyway. Anyway, this event, I ended up booking three sessions plus a giveaway session just specifically from this event. So it was a really, really good event for my business. So be sure that you're doing your research because you can always find really good events like that in your area. A good place to look for those events or those vendor fairs or whatever you want to call them is Google. Obviously, like that's where you find everything, right? Anyway, I also used Eventbrite and even Instagram to find these vendor fairs. So check in like one to two times a month and book a few of them. Just see how they go. The smaller ones are usually less than $100 to attend and can be ran in the same way that I run my bridal fairs, but it's with a lot less time commitment. So that's a good thing. You can even create your own event if you want to. One of my coaching clients did this and she had some success and that was in the middle of a pandemic. So it's only going to get better as time goes on, you know. Point number two is to research bridal fairs. They are not all created equal. I cannot stress that enough. Some are really, really bad. So some promise a lot and they just don't deliver and they're definitely not all as good as the St. Louis Bride and Groom Show. So don't be disappointed if the first one you do is just not as good. Um, I think I just really lucked into the best of the best at my very first bridal fair. Make sure that you watch your contracts when you sign up too. I was suckered into a contract and ended up paying for a booth at a bridal fair I didn't even attend because they had some clause in there that I didn't realize that they had checked when I signed it. So that was super fun. Here are a few things to look for when you're researching your bridal fairs. The first one, I honestly want to be the exclusive boudoir photographer but I think I was just spoiled because I was that exclusive boudoir photographer at my very first three shows. If I'm not though, 
I just don't want other boudoir photographers in my row. All that being said though, my client is a bride and a particular type of bride at that, like my ideal client. So not everyone is gonna have my same type of bride as their ideal client. So even if you aren't the exclusive photographer or exclusive boudoir photographer, you can still book sessions. Just go out there, be your authentic self, showcase your best work and chat with the brides. You will book sessions that way. But I also don't want there to be more than two to three boudoir photographers total. So make sure you ask that question when you sign up. The bridal fair needs to limit them if they want a good show for their brides anyway. The price of the booth should reflect the number of attendees as well. I'm not paying premium booth prices with a small number of attendees. I really feel like booking a bridal fair at this point is harder now. I feel like some of the best bridal fairs went out of business or like in the case of my St. Louis bridal, the St. Louis bride and groom uh, bridal fair, they retired before the pandemic. So what we're left with now there's just a few good ones in areas around the country, but most, they're just not even what they were four years ago. So right at this point, we're kind of just doing the best we can with what we have, right? So point number three is your setup. Booth setup is extremely important. You want to be memorable to those who walk by and see your booth, the ones who walk walk in it and the ones who see it from a distance but are hiding the fact that they saw it from their in-laws or maybe just hiding it from their parents. So first of all, your booth needs to be on brand. Like for example, my colors are black, white, and gold for my boudoir business. So I had all black, all white, and hints of gold. I also brought and ended up ruining my famous white rug. It was worth it because my booth was very on brand though. And PS, when I say famous, I mean it's famous to my clients in St. Louis. They all love shooting on it. Everyone knows my work because of my rug. You wanna bring lots of large photos of your work. Don't just bring one or two eight by 10s and a couple 11 by 14s. These need to be large prints of your work, like 20 by 30 or even bigger. And you want these images to actually resonate with your ideal client. They need to be able to see themselves in your work so that they want to book with you and so that they trust you to actually photograph them. So you also want to bring albums for the brides walking by your booth, and this way you can actually get them inside your booth. We want to have albums there that they can flip through, and again, these albums need to be of women who are like these brides so that they can feel the images and feel like they can see themselves in your work. It's important to host a giveaway as well. That's just another way to get women inside your booth, and that is our priority the day of the show. My favorite giveaway is a session fee plus hair and makeup. You can include a print credit or maybe two digital images, just add value to the giveaway. But before deciding on your giveaway, please check your contract. Some shows have a clause that say you cannot give away something that requires a purchase. So just do your homework before the show. And a show special. Now I want you to know, I typically don't book many sessions the day of the show. Although some of my coaching clients do book sessions at the show, I think that just depends on your personality. But one of my clients in particular, I think she booked 11 sessions at one show one year. Anyway, what I like to do is half price sessions plus hair and makeup and a small print credit. This is also the same special I email to my leads after the show when I get the lead list. 
Point number four, get people in your booth. <laughs> the goal for these bridal fairs is to get the brides to spend some time in your booth. We want them to see themselves in your work, meet you, fall in love with your personality, and ultimately book a session, whether that's from the booking or from the emails that you send later or the day of the show. I'm about to share a few tricks with you, but I'm not telling you my secret weapon for this on the podcast, but you can join the waitlist for my upcoming mastermind to have access to it. And I'm not kidding about the secret weapon. Like it's really, really good. My brides still talk about it and I haven't done a bridal fair in three years and they're still talking about it. And by the way, the mastermind, my upcoming mastermind, I talk about it a lot, but I have a breakout session that is specifically about bridal fairs and how to rock them. So if you are interested in that, be sure to join this waitlist because there's going to be sample emails like you can plug and play, take these emails and make them your own. There's my secret weapon and there are step-by-step instructions to rock your bridal fair in this breakout session so you don't even have to worry about it. You can just get to work and rock your bridal fair and book all kinds of sessions. So the first thing to do in order to get people in your booth is you have to hand out something other than business cards. Everyone at that bridal fair or wedding show or whatever you want to call it, they're going to have business cards of the same size. Like they're all business size business cards and you just have to stand out from the crowd. So even your business cards, they have to be different as well. So make sure they're different sizes, different textures, make them memorable. You Number two, you wanna have something in the back of your booth. Like one year I did super cute lip gloss. They had to actually enter the booth to get it. So they're like you can corner them to actually talk with them because they're going to want to go in there and get those cute lip glosses. And I know that sounds crazy, guys. Like you have to corner them, but sometimes you just can't get them to walk in your booth. Like there's something about it. Like they come to these vendor fairs to talk to vendors and meet vendors, but it's like they don't actually want to talk to anyone. They just want to walk by and like browse. So sometimes you got to be sneaky and get them in there. Number three, ask everyone who walks by to sign up for the giveaway. That will get them into the booth and they'll also look at you and remember you and remember your booth, remember your work. So ask everyone to sign up for the giveaway. Number four, this one is for the boudoir photographers. You just have to realize that some brides are more conservative and some come with their in-laws. So the last thing they want is to talk about something like this, something like boudoir in front of their family. I've had so many clients email me right after the bridal fair saying they wanted to talk to me, but they were with their mother-in-law or she was right beside them or their father-in-law was walking near them. So they just had their maid of honor or sister or someone come back, get a business card from me, and then they email me later. So Of course, make sure you talk to everyone, not just the bride. Point number five, you wanna automate as much as you can. There were a few good things the pandemic did and one was getting everyone familiar with Zoom. I've personally been using Zoom for ordering sessions since 2018. It became so much easier in 2020 when everyone else was using it because of the pandemic. But another thing they did was teach us how to use QR codes. And for bridal fairs, that is a very, very good trick to make things so much more automated. 
So for bridal fairs, I always tell my coaching clients to use them for the giveaway and to sign up for sessions. So basically you have two large printouts in your booth with different sets of information. One is gonna be the giveaway sign up, so you're gonna have a QR code with all the information and you'll have the information on this like printout and the poster or whatever but you're gonna have a QR code so that they can easily sign up for your giveaway, which will be automated through your email marketing software. The other is a QR code for the show special, which allows them to book a session at a discount at the show. Both of those QR codes take them to like your calendar for um, signing up for a session and your giveaway sign up, which is your email marketing software. It's like a landing page. So earlier I mentioned my mastermind. I give you the exact steps to make this happen and make it happen really easily in the mastermind, just so you know. So I didn't actually use this at my last bridal fair, which was in 2019, because I didn't know how to use QR codes and I think it was pretty normal that most people didn't know how to use them. So after the show, you could find me at my desk typing in and trying to read the handwriting of hundreds of signups. So in 2022, it's so much faster with all these automations. You'll have them already in your email marketing software, so it's already done. I'm planning to do another bridal fair in 2023 just to give my email list a little bit of a bump, and I plan to automate all the things like the giveaway signup, my scheduling the day of the bridal fair with QR codes, everything. And point number six is email lists. If I could sign up for a bridal fair without attending, I would sign up for every single one in the area just to get my hands on the email list. That's how valuable this list is. And that's how I booked those 17 sessions at that first bridal fair. I actually took advantage of the email list, sent the special offer immediately, like as soon as they sent it to me. And when the brides were still in planning mode and super excited after attending the show, they went ahead and booked sessions. This special offer had a deadline to book and included half price sessions plus a print credit, and it works. I booked 15 of the 17 sessions from the email list. So here's a few notes that I want you to know about bridal fairs because this is how I felt the day of the bridal fair and this is how a lot of my coaching clients feel when they do the bridal fairs. Sometimes it can be super discouraging at the bridal fair to not get the bookings. You're going and you're thinking that you're going to get all these bookings from all these brides walking by. You're talking to everyone, exhausted, overwhelmed, hot, your feet hurt, and you know you have to break down your booth in a few hours and you still haven't booked a single session. Please know this is normal. Most of the bookings do not come at the bridal fair. They come from the email list. So don't panic. Keep a smile on your face and know that you're going to book sessions when you get your hands on the email list. Just be your normal, happy, personable self. Be your professional self and know that it's all going to be fine because you will book sessions. So at this point, you know I booked those 17 sessions. I had an $1,800 sales average at the time and that means I brought in just over $30,000 from one bridal fair. What's better is that these emails are still on my email list and I'm still booking sessions from those emails. I've definitely made well over that 30,000 from the very first bridal fair. That's the definition of long-term marketing strategy. And I wanna reiterate that not all bridal fairs are the same. I know that when you hear that, you're like, oh my gosh, I better go sign up for a bridal fair right now. They're not all like that. So I've been to a few really bad ones and I've obviously been to a few really good ones. Just know that if you follow 
what I've said today and follow what I recommend, that you will be able to book session. So do your research, and even if you attend a bridal fair that seems like it's a flop, don't be afraid to book another one with a different company. Business is a lot of trial and error, so I made my share of mistakes, but I've learned from it and I move on. Mistakes are the best way to learn. I promise I make them all the time still, and I just make my mistake, I move on, I learn from it, and go on about my business. So you can do the same. I know when you're early in business and you're spending all this money to make things happen and then it's a mistake, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I promise it was not a real mistake and you can just move on from where you are right now. I want to mention it one more time. I've created that download for all my listeners and it's called the TLC Bridal Fair Checklist so you don't forget anything and you can rock your first wedding show. To download it, just go to tracylincoaching.com slash bridal fair or click the link in the show notes. Thank you guys for hanging out today. I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. If you loved it, be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Monday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome week.